Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of The Room, the podcast brought to you by LFC Transfer Room. I'm joined today by uh, one of the co-owners of LFC Transfer Room, Dan, who's becoming a regular on the show now. How are you, Dan? We're doing great. This is like my fourth or third appearance in the week already in the, the channel and the podcast, so I'm actually getting used to this. I like it. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm happy. I'm good. Good to see you, Dan. Good to see you spreading your wings onto the uh, onto the screen. Yeah, right. good to see you uh, finally doing some work on this empire that you've built. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm joined, obviously, by uh, Chris, who is uh, all over the place, aren't you, Chris? You're you're really doing things in a lot of pies. Yeah, you are doing really my well. My fingers in so many pies, Richie. Uh, steak and kidney, chicken and mushroom, and all of the writing and not a <laughs> podcasting stuff. I'm good, man. I'm good. It's good. It's a good, happy day. Uh, Stevie G is managing in the Premier League. Uh, I've not felt so happy in a long time, mate. It's just, it's just good vibes today. Yeah, there's certainly an exciting vibe. Um, maybe a slight anticipating vibe as well going on. So we will get into the Stevie G chat later. Uh, but first, I'm going to hand straight back over to Chris, who has a roundup of our transfer news. I certainly do, mate. I certainly do. And there's a lot of transfers going around, especially because the fact is it's only November. There's so much stuff still going on uh, in Liverpool uh, that isn't going on with transfers. Uh, the first one is uh, that comes from the Daily Mail. It says uh, Jorge Mendes wants uh, Fabio Carvalho to, to move to Liverpool. Obviously, super agent Jorge Mendes and Fulham's Fabio Carvalho. He scored four goals in his first six games in the N-Power, I was about to say N-Power Championship, like it's 2011, uh, in the Skybet Championship. Um, Liverpool, apparently, according to Fabrizio Romano, love uh, Arnold Danjuma. Jurgen Klopp, a particular admirer, the former Bournemouth winger, has scored five goals in ten for Villarreal this season. Um, according to El Nacional, numero trois, uh, Liverpool might pounce at the chance to sign Ousmane Dembele from uh, Barcelona. Obviously, Jürgen Klopp, another long-term admirer of him. Uh, Bremer, a uh, centre-back from Torino. He was linked back in January when Liverpool were going crazy for every centre-back on the market. Um, apparently, he's available for £15 million, according to Torino Granata. Tottenham are also in the race for the Brazilian. And finally... Um, Newcastle apparently wanted Michael Edwards, according to the uh, Northern Echo. But Paul Joyce, reliable Liverpool journalist, has said there is no job for Michael Edwards. Any Not anything in there that uh, takes your takes your fancy? I suppose anything in there. I mean, I really like Jao Carvalho. Um, I don't know if everyone's a, a regular watcher of the EFL, but the way that he started this season has been has been impressive. Um, he clearly doesn't want to sign a contract at, at Fulham. Um, he also scored in the Premier League last season. People forget about that. Um, one goal he, he scored against uh, West Bromwich Albion. Um, but yeah, no, not against West Brom. He scored against Southampton, sorry, uh, in a 3-1 defeat. Um, but no, nah, he's, a, he's a really, really class player. And I think he, he could develop really well under Jurgen Klopp. And um, supposedly also, um, I haven't really watched him, but it's just huge. The fact that uh, Jorge Mendes is his agent. You know, uh, Jorge Mendes doesn't really have any average or below average players his players tend to be just top class so if we can get him especially in a free because his contract is running out is um is really good um another one that i really liked was uh, that i'm actually obsessed with is uh all the danjuma rumors uh we all know we were linked with him last summer this summer actually or the past summer um i really wasn't a huge fan uh i just saw him a couple times when he played against liverpool um, and then uh, I wasn't really impressed. 
But of course, once he once he got his his desired move to to a top Europe, a European side like Villarreal, uh, he's now shining for both uh, Netherlands uh, and La Liga. So I, I'm watching his videos every week because supposedly every week he comes with something crazy, a new dribble, something new, and I just I really like this guy. I mean, I I didn't mind him at Bournemouth. I think. Um... In in the championship, the year that we were linked, I remember we were talking about him because we thought, oh, he might be a deadline day signing. Uh, and I remember being on the podcast talking about him. And he scored 15 goals in 33 games in the championship, which is, I know it's a championship, but it's still not bad. You know, it's still a, it's still a good haul. Um, so I remember, yeah, talking about him then. I think he's 24 years old as well. And it is an area where, where we need to strengthen. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched Man United against Villarreal. He was so impressive. And any player who plays well against Man United is an interest of mine. So, uh, yeah, I love I love a bit of Arnie Danjuma. But uh, before, when he was, uh, uh, excuse my, my pronunciation, but if, when he was at Burnmouth, uh, did I say it right, Richie? <laughs> nearly, nearly, nearly. Close. Yeah. Yes, but when he was there, I mean, he wasn't really making a huge impact in the Dutch Nationals uh, team. After he got his move to Villarreal, he's suddenly becoming a regular starter uh and he's doing so good so i mean maybe that's what he needed that was the, that one step up that he needed to take if he was the liverpool maybe he will he wouldn't be you know playing as much and and maybe he wouldn't be starting as much for the national side i mean so who knows maybe this was the right step it actually looks like it was the right step absolutely he's, he's getting regular game time at Villarreal. we wouldn't have had that at liverpool would he so uh so yeah absolutely um and then the last thing that we mentioned was obviously Michael Edwards. And in the news, um, as Chris quite rightly said, the ever-reliable Paul Joyce from The Times, he was linked to um, to Newcastle. We all know that he's resigning at the end of the season. Uh, he's going to be replaced by Julian Ward, who is assistant sporting director at Liverpool currently uh, and has been since 2020. So he's been working. You, you would have thought Julian Ward would have come in to step into Michael Edwards' shoes. Um, that's the way that FSG works. They always have a, a plan and sort of a protege underneath somebody else. So, I mean, I'm, I'm quite glad that he's not going to Newcastle because we know the damage that Michael Edwards can do for a football club. You know, he's the one who's brought this current crop of players in, apart from perhaps Jordan Henderson. Um, so, you know, to, to see Michael Edwards not go to another Premier League club, especially one that's going to have more money than all the clubs in the world combined, can only be good news for Liverpool. Um, again, it's, it's, it's one of those that he's 42. Surely this is not the end of Michael Edwards. But it's very exciting to see Julian Ward step up because FSG hold no sentiment. And this will bring us on to Steven Gerrard, I'm sure, in about 10 minutes. But he must be the right man for FSG to appoint him as well. So I think Liverpool are going to be left in a good situation. Um, it's good to it's good to remember all the good deals that uh, the master deals that Michael Edwards did. I mean, I know you guys remember the Felipe Coutinho deal. He inserted that clause that said that Barcelona couldn't get any players from us for at least was it four years or three years, uh, and if they wanted to, they had to pay an incredible fee of like 150 million plus the signing fee or something like that. Um, he also did wonders with um, you know the Virgil Van Dijk deal. That we wanted so much, we we stayed there, persistent. Uh, he managed to get um, players like uh, what's it, Sadio Mane for thirty-five million that we that we spent. Mane, Salah, Salah Robertson, Mo Salah, Robertson, Mane. Mino, even we're not yeah. we're not going to talk about the the Oxley Chamberlains or the or you know hey, maybe the. Hey, the, can we not uh, have any Oxley Chamberlain slander? I thought I was safe this week. 
<laughs> I mean, but regardless, it wasn't a bad fee. Was it twenty five million no. that we paid for Ox? It was forty million, but we won't. Go oh there. my god! Actually, let's just cross that one out of the out of the list. <laughs> Everything else that Michael Edwards did for Liverpool during the club era and even before the club era, you know, is is has been huge. So, um, if he does move to Newcastle or if he does move to RB Leipzig, like reports from Sport Bill were saying, or the reports from the Northern Echo saying that he. Um, uh, Newcastle wanted him, and good for him. You know he's going to have the money, he's going to have the resources, and now we'll be able to see the real Michael Edwards in action. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, Newcastle are a ticking time bomb, waiting to explode. That's if they don't get relegated. That is obviously this season, um, but that's another story for another day. But I think Newcastle, looking again at this at this report, Michael Emano is uh, being interviewed, who is the former Chelsea and Monaco sporting director at the moment as well. So it looks like they've got their eyes set somewhere else anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, thoughts on Julian Ward. I mean, we probably don't know too much about him because you're not supposed to know too much about him. That was the whole point of it. But for me, it's an inside appointment, which surely can only mean that he's ready for it because FSG wouldn't make an internal appointment. They would look elsewhere if he wasn't ready. So for me, it looks like, as I said, Liverpool are in good hands with Julian Ward. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I'm just looking at some quotes now um, on Mike Mike Gordon. I think, I don't know if you guys actually read um, Michael Edwards' open letter, um, but he said um, Mike Gordon uh, is a, is one of the lads who, who's right, right behind the scenes. Apparently, he doesn't sleep, according to Michael Edwards. Um, and he said, in this regard, I firmly believe that in Julian Ward, we are fortunate to have a leader already within our structure and I'm excited of the prospect of continue to work with him. That's all you need to know. I mean, as as you mentioned, Richie, I think FSG promote with from within. Uh, They might do the same within the managerial structure. We'll talk about managers afterwards after this. Um, But but yeah, I think that, you know, in modern football, a sporting director is arguably as important as a manager. And to have a good sporting director is, 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 you know, is vital to a successful club. And Michael Edwards is the best out there. Hopefully, Julian Ward learns a lot from him and uh, he can be just as good. But uh, it's, it's great. We were talking about it yesterday in the, uh, on the YouTube stream. By the way, guys, if you have a chance, check it out. But um, it's, it's been said that we've been working for almost a year preparing Julian Ward for the role. Because they already anticipated uh, Michael Edwards leaving. So he worked with Klopp. He worked with Michael Edwards. And it seems by everybody, it seems like he's the perfect man. So we should be in safe hands. Uh, plus, Julian Ward has some has some experience with the, with, with the youngsters, right? He worked for um, academy deals and loan deals, I, I think it was, before stepping up their, uh, his role to sporting director eventually. Absolutely. I mean... The big news, obviously, today, though, is the Steven Gerrard to Aston Villa. And uh, Chris alluded to it earlier. He's very excited to see him in the Premier League. Um, Chris, just give us your thoughts, I suppose, before uh, Dan and I weigh in on Steven Gerrard back in the Premier League, back where he belongs. I mean, I'll put this out to the audience as well. But how perfect is this move? I couldn't think of a better place for Steven Gerrard to be in terms of where a club is and how big a club are. Aston Villa are historically one of the biggest clubs in England. They're a European champions, 1982, multiple times champions of, of England. Um, you know, they've got f- such a massive fan base, same as Rangers. You know, it's all preparing Steven Gerrard for Liverpool. I, I think it's quite arrogant, though, of us to believe that, you know, Aston Villa is a stepping stone. Because it's such a it's such a big club, 
um, and the, their their aims will be will be high. You know, you look at the likes of West Ham and Leicester in recent years; they will want to be the next West Ham, the next Leicester. Um, and and you know, a lot of money's been pumped into the Premier League. Aston Villa are the, I think, the fifth richest club in the Premier League now. Um, which is which is which is ridiculous, and it's great to have Gerard. He's got a budget in January to spend. Um, I think he he'll he'll bring in players um, that he knows, and also bring in players that he'll be he'll be in, investing in. Um, that you know, other play other clubs will be looking at in January. Uh, but yeah, I, I, honestly, it really has cheered cheered me up. It's been a, it's been a hell of a day. Um, I, I'll be rooting for Aston Villa every time they don't play Liverpool um in in every way i just hope in in the way that i rooted for rangers um so yeah good vibes only stevie g back in the premier league and back at anfield on the 11th of december oh it's gonna be an important one also i feel like it's just huge the fact that um gerard is moving to well his second club is going to be a club that uh it's a former champions league winner am i right um yeah one of those absolutely more champions league titles than uh manchester city (laughs) i knew that i knew that was coming (laughs) So um, it's just it's just uh, meant to be, you know, um, just like Chris said. This is not a stepping stone because Aston Villa is a huge side. Um, the talent that they have, I mean, the squad that they have, we already spoke about it yesterday on YouTube, but um, the players that they have, I mean, they're just top class. You know, Tyron Minks, Emi Buendia, we were, we were na- naming uh, Bailey, we were naming uh, Watkins, all these top, top players. It just seems, and they're all young too, so it just seems like the perfect move for for um, for Stevie. Um, and they're in, and this, this is the best time too because yes, they're close to relegation, but I mean, there's more than enough time for them to turn things back around. Um, it might be a tight spot where where Stevie is trying to avoid relegation, but he has a January transfer window up ahead. He can do. Um, he has more than enough time because we have an international break too. For him to know the players and stuff, so it's just perfect. I'm just so happy to finally have Captain Fantastic back in the uh, in the Premier League. Yeah, he's. Um, it's it certainly. I mean, I know we shouldn't see it as a stepping stone, but I think as soon as Stephen Gerrard went into management, we always said or thought, well, it was like when Kenny retired. We know that he's going to go in to manage Liverpool, you know, and it's the same same sort of understanding that I think we have with Steven Gerrard. And it will be exciting to see, and it's a massive audition. That's exactly what this is. It's an audition for him to see if he can succeed in the Premier League. And as Dan quite rightly said, Aston Villa have not been that great this year, as in the calendar year. That being said, I think he's extremely safe with relegation because, you know, a relegation dogfight, it often is summarised by you don't have to outrun the bear, you just have to outrun the other campers. And there's a lot of campers in that Premier League that are very, very slow runners. Um, so I think he'll be absolutely fine in that relegation fight. But again, it's going to be what style. I think a lot of it will come down to what style of football can he bring to Aston Villa because they've got some phenomenal attackers. You mentioned a few. He's got Danny Ings to come in as well. You know, I think... Danny Ings is going to be absolutely on fire when when Steven Gerrard gets a hold of him, perhaps. So he brought excitement to Rangers. He stopped the rot at Rangers. He he stopped the uh, the Celtic ten. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. But it is a huge audition. My only concern is that he, if he cannot deliver at Aston Villa, and we're talking, we're not talking Champions League football at Aston Villa. I think we have to be realistic within the two and a half years that he signed. Coincidental, Klopp's contract runs out in two and a half years at Liverpool. But again, a story for another day. I think though, top. I mean, what are Aston Villa? They must be looking surely at top seven, top six 
with the backing that they've got and with the squad that they've got. So I think a lot of things will come down to, you know, what style of football can he bring? Will he fit that FSG mod? Because let's not forget, FSG will not just appoint Steven Gerrard because he's Steven Gerrard. FSG are a business. They want that top four football. They want consistent Champions League because that's what makes Liverpool Football Club valuable as a commodity. And if Gerrard's not going to, you know, bring that to a club, they're not going to appoint him. And it's simple as that. There will be no sentiment left. Can I see Steven Gerrard succeeding Jurgen Klopp? That's a very, very difficult question because two and a half years, can he prove his worth to be a Liverpool manager in two and a half years? Could anybody, you know, coming after Jurgen Klopp is really big. So again, Chris alluded to it earlier. There is one certain Pep Linders, uh, who I think I would probably make favourite right now uh, to be promoted from within. I mean, I don't know if you lads want to mention anything about Pep Linders, but I've only been impressed with his press conferences, with his philosophy of football. Um, I've only ever been impressed since day one with him. Let's not forget, though, Steven, um, Jürgen Klopp um, came into Liverpool manager, a Champions League finalist and double Bundesliga winner and whatever else he won with Borussia Dortmund. Um, he was a world-class manager that came in there. Um, and I don't know whether FSG will continue with that. Look, I love promoting within. I love the boot room model. We all know that Liverpool's history relies on that um, with, with you know, the built on the foundations of Shankly, of Paisley, of, of Fagan, of Evans, um, of Dalglish in the end. Uh, but yeah, it, I can't see it. I think a lot of people have said, you know, Linders or Gerard. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Jurgen Klopp went and recommended another world-class manager to take over from him. One that's not too different from him. Um, you know, I hate to even talk about Steven Gerrard. I, I hate to talk about Jurgen Klopp leaving Liverpool because it feels so alien. It's been, it's been six brilliant years so far, but, but yeah, um, you know, an Eric Ten Hag or, you know, a Nagelsmann or something like that. I, d- I wouldn't be surprised. But also, you know, Steven Gerrard's got two and a half years, three and a half years, whatever, to prove himself. Um, why the hell not, man? I- I'm or, all for uh, Steven Gerrard. There is a... Um, a Buvek? Was it Buvek, the assistant manager? No! From... no, Wait, no he's, come on! No, he's gone. He's definitely not. He's I just um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, there, is, there is, however, though, one current Dortmund manager who could definitely do the business if he proves himself in two and a half years of Marco Rose because um, you know he he does look like the real deal we really he has you know maybe not this season I think he needs a bed and in period but he's he's a manager who I look to and, and could get excited about as well but I don't know for Stevie it's it's going to be huge and and you know as a, all Liverpool fans would love absolutely nothing more than Jürgen passing that mantle to Steven Gerrard and Steven Gerrard finally winning that well-deserved Premier League title as a manager though this time and a European trophy to go with the one that he won as a player there would be nothing there would be nothing better the only thing that I fear and this wouldn't happen because of FSG I strongly believe that we have better leadership than Abramovich and better leadership than the Glazers but I would hate to see Stevie go down the same route as Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Frank Lampard and he just gets it on sentiment. And I don't think it will happen because I've said it before, but that would be for me. It's, it's a completely paradoxical situation because it's your dream to see Stevie win as a, you know, as a manager of the Premier League with Liverpool. It would also be one of your worst nightmares to see Steven Gerrard completely flop as a manager at Liverpool as well. I think it was Maddie the one that was mentioning it on the group chat is uh, if he fails in his new job, I mean, that basically means the Liverpool job is gone, you know? 
because if he does if he doesn't do well now, Liverpool is not going to sign um, a manager to struggle in the Premier League because we need someone able to do well in the Premier League, uh, and that's what. And you know it's a risky one because Pep Linders, um, despite working under club, we don't really know how well he's going to do. All we've seen is uh, he uh, managed uh, the young side of our squad in the Carabao Cup and things like and things like that. But one thing I do want to mention is that um, despite Pep Linders being the understudy of Jurgen Club, we have forgotten that Stevie G has actually adapted his for, uh, tactics and formations to Jurgen Club. If you watch the Rangers side, they play a four-three-three. With two fast-paced wingers, um, and then they have one defensive midfielder in the middle. Uh, they also use the pressing style that Jurgen Klopp uh, uses, and um, and the fullbacks they also go forward. So it's a very similar style and um, tactics uh, that that Stevie G has adapted his play to, so his game. So it's, it's going to be an easy transition, regardless if we move to Pep or Gerard later. It's just a matter of will Stevie G be able to prove his worth in the Premier League? We shall see. Hmm. It's an interesting one. It really seriously is. Um, and honestly, I don't know. I, people say that Gerard needs to prove himself, but doesn't Pep Lenders need to prove himself as well? I don't think we can we can tar them with different brushes. Yeah, yeah but Pep has been working under for two years under club, though. So we know he's perfectly molded into that mini club. That, uh, and you also that, don't know what's going to happen in the next two years where maybe Jurgen Klopp is winding down and he does hand over more responsibility. It's far easier to transition from Pep Linders, you ooh. know, because he's known that system and Klopp could give him that responsibility and he's working day in, day out with him. It'll be far easier to keep that system. But you never know, Liverpool want, you know, they might want a complete overhaul, you know, in two and a half years. The worst thing could have happened and we, and we do fall out of the top four and we do need a complete overhaul and, you know, why would you carry on playing the same way if you do need an overhaul? So, it depends a lot on, on what we're doing. I generally think as well that if somebody isn't ready to take over and the Germany job isn't there, then I can see Klopp extending even further, you know, if the appeal's there and he's still, he's still doing well at Liverpool because unless he's going back to Mainz or perhaps Dortmund, again, maybe perhaps being a bit too romantic, but it's football. You have to be romantic about sport and about football. I can only see him going to the German national team. And obviously, you know, Hansi Flick's just got the job there. That was his dream to get the job there. And he's young. He's got youth on his side as well. So unless Germany completely bomb out in Qatar or completely bomb out in the Euros, he's going to stay as German manager. So, you know, maybe Klopp will, will extend as well. Oh, mate, I, I want to say you're right. I really, really do. I really want to say that Klopp will stay for 15, 20 years. I, I Honestly, I just think he'll be knackered by that time. Michael Edwards said in his statement that 10 years was his maximum. He believes that change is necessary for humans and the way that we work. And I believe the same for Jurgen Klopp, man. I, I, think, I think he will be gone by 2024. And, you know, all power to him because... He's he's been such an unbelievable servant. I mean, if you think about it, it'll be nine years by the time that he finishes. That's alien for managers yeah. these days. That's alien Incredible. numbers. When is the next uh, World Cup? Twenty twenty five. After of course it's, the one coming up. Uh, it'll be twenty twenty. It'll be twenty twenty five six. Five, I don't know. Six. Yeah, yeah, twenty six. <laughs> yeah, but it's supposed to be a for... summer World Cup, isn't it? But they moved. Yeah, it, I think, they so moved it. Twenty twenty six. So, so it could it be the perfect be timing, you know. Jurgen yeah. Club could take his sabbatical year off, go to the Germany side, you know, start playing around. We never know, but that will be a topic for another day. 
<laughs> Another six. day. So uh, yeah, Jurgen can certainly leave with his head held high. The best thing to happen to Liverpool Football Club probably since Steven Gerrard. So there you go. There's a nice little tie in to end our podcast. But thank you all for joining us. Thank you so much for Dan and Chris as well uh, for for entertaining me, I suppose. And uh, <laughs> hopefully we all three of us have entertained you. So thank you for joining us again. And we'll see you again very, very soon. But until then, as always, up the Reds. Thank you.